Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50% to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. What I call the chemistry factor is really about creating authentic connection with people that you work with every day. And what is authentic connection? Well, that's really the, the building blocks of chemistry. It's all about our values. And if you and I are honoring a value that we both have in common at the same time, chemistry is brilliant. We are so motivated. We're inspiring each other. But too often what happens at work is we find the values that disconnect us. We're really good at that. <laughs> you know, we were we were brought up in what I term a test society. And we were taught to make sure that we saw what we got wrong so we didn't repeat it. And we often we're very judgmental in that and uh, it can throw our game totally. If we're living in what's missing, we're making things wrong. Life is hard, work is hard. Uh, it's just difficult. But when we find the things that we have in common and we can connect to them authentically, the world changes. How you day, how you day. That was the voice of Barney Feinberg. And today we're talking about one of my favorite topics in the world. It's also something that I write about in my book. It's how to connect effectively in today's divisive world, right? Barney has boiled it down to four things. Identifying your values, empowering the values with story, finding common values, and authentically connecting with others. And throughout the interview, we go through each of these four steps. We go through his story. We go through why it's very important to do this. And we go through the consequences of not doing this, including living in fear and promoting hate. So today, my hope is that you come into here with an open mind and you see how you can play a role into connecting the world and see how you can create a culture of connection as opposed to disconnection. I also want to give you all a shout out for all the kind words you said to me about the, the book. I, I saw a lot of you send screenshots to me about pre-ordering my book. I'll put that in the show notes as well. But I, I can't express my gratitude enough for you. Uh, the reason I'm, I'm, I was able to get a book deal is because of all of you. The reason I'm able to do what I do is because of all of you that tune in every week to listen. So I'm truly grateful. And I hope that uh, you know the connection with my book and what Barney does with his book and his platform allows you to continue to build this habit of being a cross-cultural connector in today's world. Love you all. Enjoy. Welcome, everybody, to another episode of As Told by Nomads, and today's guest is Barney Feinberg. Now, Barney 
is the founder and CEO of The Chemistry Factor, which is um, something that we're going to be talking about, how to develop The Chemistry Factor. He's an executive recruiter and coach, an expert in coaching clients on how to empower their values for greater success in the careers, business, and personal uh, personal lives. At the age of 25, his career journey took him to live in Asia for seven years. I've also lived in Asia, so we're going to be talking about that. And in Asia, he started a buying office for a large clothing conglomerate. There he learned how to assimilate into multiple different types of cultures and always figured out how to build a purpose um, with relationships, uh, strong relationships at work, which is also what the book eventually became about. For the last 25 years as a recruiter and 18 years as a certified coach, he has combined his skill sets with a focus to help others achieve greater success and satisfaction at work. Welcome to the show. Thank you. Pleasure's mine. So why don't you give us a, a background into who you are and how you got started? It sounds like you have very, very, uh, um, you know, uh, expertise here. So what was it like when, when you were a kid and how did you know that you wanted to do this? Wow. <laughs> That's a good question. When I was a kid, I was playing tennis a lot. And so in tennis, there there was a way of understanding how to play. And what I mean by that is, you know, you could play to win or you could play and enjoy the game. And I was taught to enjoy the game more than to win. I won a lot, but I enjoyed the game. And it was about dealing with people with respect and appreciating their efforts as much as you appreciate your own. Uh, so that's kind of, I guess, how I evolved to where I am. Because originally, as you said, I was in the clothing industry and uh, then transferred into executive placement about 25 years ago. And the thing that I noticed was that there were a lot of unhappy people who were candidates for the jobs I was working on. And that that was that was hard to deal with because the last thing I wanted to do was place people into positions because they were unhappy where they were and they thought the grass was greener. So I took it upon myself to start trying to help them enjoy where they were more so that when they made a decision, it wasn't just because they wanted to get out. And that took me to coaching. And mm. uh, I. Uh, Actually, I started coaching uh, and understanding coaching when I returned from the Orient. I was a bit in a uh, reverse culture shock, and my sister turned me on to some coaching uh, program that I that that I took you know took on and used that to help me overcome that reverse culture shock. And then later on, I, I decided to become a coach myself to help people enjoy their life more. So that if they were enjoying their work, wow, if they're making a move, it's more for the right reasons and they're not going to go from the frying pan to the fire. That's interesting. I, so uh, tennis is one of my favorite sports and uh, it's one of also the most individual sports. And it's interesting that you say that sport is what got you here, uh, what started, what got you started rather with uh, creating chemistry because I'm very curious about how a sport that is, you know, as individual as, uh, as golf sometimes got you thinking about chemistry. All right. I'd be happy to answer that one. Mm -hmm. uh, when I was training, and I was training with some really top-notch uh, uh, organizations, uh, they had extra court time for you to practice. And 
you found yourself not practicing singles, especially indoors in the winter, you would play doubles because you needed that more people could get on the court. And I really enjoyed doubles a lot more than singles because I, I love the partnership about it and, you know, how you moved into the net and together. You, you, it, it, that's just who I was. So that's kind of where that comes from. Gotcha. 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 Another thing that you said that struck me is your time in Asia. You said you had the culture shock and then you got reverse culture shock coming back. Yeah. yeah so you, you live overseas for seven years, you come back and you've missed a lot. Mm -hmm. You know, it's like, oh my goodness, what, what, what you know, people are re referencing things that you really, I just didn't have any clue about. And, you know, having a certain position in Asia was different when I returned. Most people wanted me to go back. And I said, no, 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 I want to stay here. So yeah. there was a definite reverse culture shock as to what to do next. And it's, and, it's, it's fast. Sorry, go ahead. I, I didn't know you were still talking. Yeah. And actually, one of the things I did was take on a coaching course uh, that actually were, was coaching others. And uh, it helped me overcome that shock, uh, got me to understand myself better, which made it easier. Wow. Wow. And it's, it's, I think your background always, it, it strikes a chord to me because as a recruiter and a coach and someone who lived abroad, I, I also um, resonate with similar stories because I work with recruiters and coaches as a, you know, as the head of a diversity inclusion firm. But I, I also grew up in different parts of the world and understanding how you've used those, those tools and skill sets to, to build authentic connections in order to create powerful relationships, whether the business or personal, is um is an interesting field to be in, especially in today's world where, you know, I don't think um, that we focus a lot on connection. I think a lot of times we focus on separating people. So, what is your what do, what would you say is the best way to build, as you say, the chemistry factor? What are the things that we can do to to really build the uh, the building blocks of that? Well, uh, it starts with knowing what the chemistry factor is. Okay. So what I call the chemistry factor is really about creating authentic connection with people that you work with every day. And what is authentic connection? Well, that's really the, the building blocks of chemistry. It's all about our values. And if you and I are honoring a value that we both have in common at the same time, Chemistry is brilliant. We are so motivated. We're inspiring each other. But too often what happens at work is we find the values that disconnect us. We're really good at that. <laughs> you mm -hmm. know, we were, we were brought up in what I term a test society. And we were taught to make sure that we saw what we got wrong so we didn't repeat it. And we often, we're very judgmental in that. And uh, it can throw our game totally. If we're living in what's missing, we're making things wrong. Life is hard. Work is hard. Uh, it, it's just difficult. But when we find the things that we have in common and we can connect to them authentically, the world changes. And to authentically connect, I call it empowering a value. And what do I mean by that? 
to empower a value is to be the value. Not think about it, but actually be it. So using tennis as an example, if I'm truly being confident, confident on the court, I'm going to play well. But if I'm trying to be confident, it's like what Yogi Berra once said about baseball. You can't think and hit at the same time. Hmm. That's okay. So it's, I, I love what you said when you said you should find the values that you connect, you know, connect with, but I want to challenge you a little bit and say this. So say this is outside of the business, business relationships, for example, and currently it's no secret. We're living in a pretty divided time. And sometimes, like you said, people do focus on the values that do separate us. What if that's how you meet someone? So, you know, completely different set of values and these different set of values in, and, you know, affect your beliefs and the way you live your life. And then you come across someone that just doesn't um, agree with your way of life and you don't agree with their, way of, with their way of life. How can you build chemistry then if you have to work with that person? Well, you know, when you're talking about way of life, you know, you're either talking about process rather than who you're being. Does that make sense to you? Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah. Uh, so the, the truth of the matter is we all have values in common. The, the, the question begins with how many values do you think you have, Teo? I think I have, um, I have a myriad of values, and they tend to manifest themselves in different uh, situations, um, whether it's if you're in a workplace, it's you know, integrity, um, or, you know, compassion. If you're in an uh, environment where you're volunteering, it's open-mindedness and it's, it's, you know, it's, um, willingness to work through difficult situations uh, or perseverance. And so I think it, it really shifts, but for the most part is really making sure that we spread love and compassion. Well, love is what the Beatles said was all you need, right? That's what they said. It's, yeah. That's what my well, told me. <laughs> if you're empowering it, it's true. Yeah. I mean, if you're meeting people that are, are totally different from you, but you both are empowering the value of love in the conversation, you will find commonality. Okay. But generally speaking, when we're disconnected, it's pretty much, you know, fear driven or, you know, misunderstanding, you know, that type of disconnection. Uh, that throws our game. Unfortunately, too often, we are dictated by our circumstances. I have a term in my book. I call it DNA values. Values that are ingrained in us. Uh, they're on automatic pilot. And whenever we're noticing that they're disconnected, our radar, our defense radar goes up and suddenly, you know, there, there's a disconnection. We're just not, you know, authentically connected. And the key is to know that there are other values that we have that if we learned how to empower them consciously, suddenly our world changes. If we know that we have values in common with someone, if we're listening from that curiosity and we can connect to those values with that person, Suddenly, we're authentically connected. Yeah, I agree. I agree. 
Um, I'm writing a book and connecting across culture. So the, this stuff is always very similar to what I'm doing. So it's always interesting when I meet someone um, and, and then that's doing something similar in the field. And um, But I'm going to continue to play devil's advocate just because I think it's fun. I love it. <laughs> uh, obviously, we, so we talked about the fact that at our core, each one of us has you know a desire to be loved, a desire to be long, right? So that's at least something we can connect. Now, we might have different ideas about getting there. That's where the disconnect comes. But, you know, that we have different ideas about it. We have um, similar intrinsic desires. So what about, um, I guess, when you're working beyond stretch goals or when you're as a working relationship, working relationship chemistry factor that's that that's missing? Because, yes, we might have the same goals, but sometimes you know how our ego gets in the way. And it, it could be the, you don't like the way someone walks or the way someone chews and that just grinds at you. And you're like, I'm not going to work with this person. And so, you know, I, I mean, we find we, we as humans find different things that our, our ego fuels and, you know, we can create a gossip culture at work or, or we can even if I'm even um, talking about biases here, you know, I've been in situations where I've been I've come to play referee and. Um, there are situations where some people believe in the patriarchal system. So it didn't matter that they all they both loved love. Um, the person couldn't see past his superiority complex um, as a man and couldn't figure out how to work on the woman. And so, it, it, you know, these things happen. So, <laughs> well, no, life happens. There's no doubt about yeah, it. Yeah. But often it happens unconsciously. Absolutely. Yeah. You know, and. What we're talking about here, truthfully, is emotional intelligence. Mm -hmm. What the chemistry factor inspires is what I term transformational change in relationships. And emotional intelligence is, uh, is about our ability to identify and manage the emotions that inspire us and the people that we work with. Okay? If, if you want to go to work every day unhappy and disconnected, you're going to be less productive. You're going to, you, you, it's, you know, it, it's going to affect retention. It's going to affect inspiration. And some people, that's how they get their work done. That's, that's, you know, oh, I have to be upset. You know, deadlines are what I live by. And, you know, I'm looking at the destination before I even start the journey, which is kind of crazy. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> no, that's, that's, that's a fair point. So, well, tell us the four steps you have for creating chemistry with others then. I know you discussed that in, um, in your book, so uh, sure. I'm curious to see if you can go through that now. All right. First step, know yourself. What are your values? We have hundreds of values. We tend to lock them into like generalized values like integrity. I think integrity is great, but there are so many values that affect it. I mean, if... For example, I'm about timeliness, and you're about timeliness, and I'm late. You know, I'm going to be disconnected from that value, which you may question my integrity. You know, it could be a simple value like timeliness, but we've got hundreds. You know, we can go to acknowledgement, creativity, collaboration, focus. I mean, I could go on and on and on about values, the more we know about ourselves, that's the first step, by identifying them. The second step is empowering them, consciously. 
You know, we have bells and whistles. Whenever we're upset, angry, confused, misunderstood, bored, there's a value that's disconnecting us. Once we hear that, once we know that, we can choose to reconnect to a value again by empowering it. And the way I have people empower their values is through story or something else. It could be song. Uh, using tennis as an example, I was trying out for the tennis team in my freshman year in college, and I thought I was going to make it. I, tennis was my life at that point, and I didn't make it. I was the last one cut, and it was because I was playing to playing not to lose rather than playing to have fun, to be honest. Mm. So when I went back to try out again, the coach saw me. I was long hair, beard, mustache. He was a, a Navy ex-Navy uh, officer. I don't think he was that enamored with me. He didn't want me to make the team. But I was playing really well. I was playing with a lot of confidence. And the last day before practice was over, he, he asked me to go out and play somebody, and whoever won that, that game, that set, was going to make the team, and the one that didn't was off the team. The person I was playing against had been on the team for two years, so, and I had beaten him earlier. So I'm going out there playing not to lose again because I realize this coach doesn't want me here, okay? Yeah. And I'm down 40 love. If you're looking for plump lips that last, you need to know about Juvederm Lip Fillers. With Juvederm Volbella XC and Juvederm Ultra XC, your lip look, whether it's subtle or bold, can last up to one full year with optimal treatment and no additional maintenance. Find a licensed specialist and see if it's right for you at Juvederm.com today. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. Add fullness to lips in adults over 21 with Juvederm Volbella XC or Juvederm Ultra XC. Do not use if you have severe allergies or a history of severe allergic reactions, or if you're allergic to lidocaine or the proteins used in Juvederm. Tell your doctor if you have a history of scarring or taking medicines that decrease the body's immune response or that can prolong bleeding. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. As with all fillers, there's a rare risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. For full, important safety information, visit Juvederm.com. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news... All right, I'll do it. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. Triple set point. And all of a sudden out of nowhere, one of my favorite Grateful Dead songs, China Cat Sunflower, came on. And it had this upbeat. And as I'm walking to the, uh, to, to the ad court, suddenly my whole, my whole focus changed. I was having fun again. And I hit winners down the line, shook the guy up, beat him, and made the team. And good side to the story was so did he. But what I realized was that I could actually shift who I'm being instantaneously. 
And I do it with story. I do it with triggers like music or hand signals that just putting my thumbs up, I get really enthusiastic. And where does that come from? Well, there was a story when I was a kid skipping to school. See how high I could go. <laughs> you know, and just thinking of that story inspires me, which is why, you know, we have the the Bible has all these stories. What's it there for? It's to inspire us. What did the uh, storyteller, you know, why were they so important before we had the written word? Because they inspired the tribe for the values that were important to them. Now, we have so many of our own stories. Once we reconnect to the stories, once we understand those stories, and it's a process, it's a step-by-step in my book. But once you empower that story, every time you go to it, it inspires you around that value. So that's empowering the value. And once you know your values, ah, now it's easier to hear the values you have in common with others and the ones you don't. And too often we, in work, we tend to go to the ones that we don't have in common. And, you know, living that insanity that Einstein said, you know, doing the same thing over and over and expecting a different result. But now, consciously, if you know there's a value that you have in common with that person that you've continually had a hard time with, suddenly the world changes. Suddenly, you know, you're building bridges of connection and the walls of disconnection start to fall. And that's the fourth step is authentically connecting with others. Empowering that value that really will be able to connect to the person you're talking to. And suddenly the world changes and, you know, you're more productive, you're more inspired. Greater success. I absolutely love that. And it's, you know, once again, it feels like I'm I'm talking to to my mirror image here because we, we are essentially... You wrote a book about, um, you know, the chemistry factor and um, something that I'm passionate about is connecting across cultures. And these are things that I I discuss all the time because I love how what you said about authentic connection. You know, the fact that values dictate our call to action and when they're not honored, that action becomes hard and tiring because, because it seems like we're essentially working against ourselves. And so when you don't identify and acknowledge them. It can be tiring when you're just like, you know, trying to do something else. And so even if you're trying to connect with someone, if it's not based on a common value or, or, or values that you're familiar with, that can be uh, that can be very um, disingenuous or it can seem like you're basically pulling teeth uh, in, in, in a way that's, that's, that's most likely not effective. Um, I'm curious to see, though, in your experience, and you've done this for over 20 years, if you have any success stories in the business sense that can show this uh, chemistry factor in action. Sure, I have. Um, there was someone I was coaching who was an independent contractor doing business with some large advertising agencies. And he was really bright, wicked smart when it comes to social media and how to apply it to marketing. And so he's working with a client and he's getting paid hourly. So he thinks, you know, I'm going to do them a big favor. I'm, I'm going to, you know, really plan this all out, give them the whole story from soup to nuts, you know, in the shortest period I can, because that'll save them money and, you know, we'll really get rolling. Of course, what ended up happening was, you know, he was 10 steps ahead and they could only catch up to two. So they were very frustrated. Yeah. <laughs> and 
that was his personality. He was always driven to go, you know, man, I've got the answers. Here we go. Let's go. And he was out in front. So we talked about it and, you know, we discussed patience. I said, you know, patience might be a great value for you. He says, Barney, that is one value that I just don't deal with. <laughs> you know, that, that's not something I really have a lot of. And so we, we, we explored and we discovered a story in his life where he was fishing with his grandfather on a, on a rowboat and where it wasn't about catching so many fish. It was about being with his grandfather. And patience was just, yeah, we were patient because we were just having fun in the journey. And suddenly he realized that, and that story helped him empower patience with his client so that suddenly he was able to be only two steps with them. And they were much happier doing the work together. And the good news was that he got paid more because it took him longer. Yeah. I love, I love that story. I love that story. And, you know, things that I'm hearing from that story are, seems to me like you're able to not only, one, help people identify values from their moments, but you also, you you must have some approaches for discovering the values um, of others from what they say. Yes. I mean, I you do. as a coach. So I'm going to be your student here. So say you, um, you're trying to discover values from me or someone in the audience. What are those techniques and tactics that you would, you would employ in those situations? Well, I'll give you one that I use with everybody that I, that I use as candidates uh, for job opportunities as a recruiter. Mm -hmm. Okay, we walk through the process of identifying values, but we also talk about how to approach an interview. As I mentioned earlier, you know, we were brought up in a test society. And in a test society, uh, you know, we're always driven to the destination, trying to pass. And that makes us a little less aware of what's going on. We're so focused on the destination we forget who we are in the journey. And, you know, I use an analogy. If, uh, if you were back in high school and the teacher walked in and told you that you were having a surprise test uh, and it was worth 25% of your grade, how would you have felt? Um, yeah, I mean, if I, if I would have like, okay, Let's do this. So we're freaked out. And I'd be like, okay, I guess. There'd be some anxiety. This is the only thing I'm going to focus on. Yeah. <laughs> There'd be some anxiety. Not that different from the anxiety you might have on a blind date. Okay. Because, you know, it's, it's to discover, is, is this the job for me? Am I going to pass? You know, a lot of people, when they go on interviews, it's a test mentality. They want to pass the test. And in passing the test, they're focused more often on listening to themselves than the person they're talking to. So it's harder to hear how good the chemistry really is. So a better way of doing it, I have people go on what I term a field trip. If the teacher walked in and said, we're going on a field trip, how did you feel then? Uh, I mean, I think if you say field trip, that makes me less anxious. It makes me more... I guess, curious than anything. Yeah. I mean, you could go to the museum. You could look at the art on the wall, look at the colors, the brushstrokes, the subject matter. If you liked it, you'd know why. If you didn't, you'd know why as well. Yeah. Yeah. No, less pressure that way. Right. Yeah. And so I say the same thing about going on an interview. 
It's about discovering what are the values that you're hearing in the conversation, because in every sentence there are multiple values. So the way I help people go on a field trip is to think about a field trip they were on or a vacation that was magical. Oh my God, when I was in, you know, in London and I was in my in a Broadway play, oh, what a what an experience for the first time. You know, people have all these stories about vacations that inspire them. And if they're taking a field trip, if you're taking a field trip with a peak moment in your life that was like a vacation or a field trip, you're going to have a totally different listening in that conversation in an interview. Yeah. Okay. Story. So do you have a field trip that, you know, actually, or a vacation that is really, that just lightens you? Yes. Uh, field trip sounds better than test. Okay. So that, that's the approach. You, you say, uh, you know, you basically take them on a field trip that explores their curiosities. And, yeah, and well, then, that's what happens. The field mm-hmm. trip will empower certain values. Curiosity is probably the primary one. Curiosity and powerful listening in this case, if it was about listening for values, but it really has you focus more on what is happening in the moment rather than trying to give a right answer or listening for the right things to say. Yeah, yeah. I think um, a lot about a lot about a lot of things that we don't talk about when we talk about communication and chemistry is most of it is listen to what's not being said, whether it's microaggression, body language, or um, or, or things of the like that are, affects chemistry. Absolutely. But if you're taking a test trying to hear it, it's a lot different than being on a field trip and just listening. Yes. Okay. All right. No, this is, this, this is brilliant. This is brilliant. This is exactly what I was very curious about. Uh, how do we end up settling in our relationships? I heard you talk about that once in another interview. You say we a lot of us end up settling. Oh, yeah. Well, there are three types of relationships that I call um, stagnant, which means mm-hmm. that it works. The relationship works, but we haven't been trying to expand it. Dysfunctional, which is totally disconnected and creates all the frustration and anger and confusion because we're just disconnected from our values. And then the last one I use is on the rise which is we're always looking for new values that can connect us because it will give us new opportunities to see life in a different way that that can lead to greater success. I mean, if you had a business and you just were stagnant, eventually you'd get run over, okay? No Mm -hmm. companies, oh, we're just going to stay stagnant. We'll be fine. Usually, oh, how do we go on the rise? And I say if you do that with relationships, it then will lead to your business to do the same thing. Okay. But okay. The greater danger, Michelangelo told us was, since you you heard that, was that our greater danger is not that we aim too high and miss, but that we aim too low and succeed. Aim too low and succeed. uh, The greatest danger is not that we aim too high and miss, we aim too low and succeed. Do you think that it's because of our... um, our primal nature as humans to want to belong and connect that sometimes we sort of just accept uh, sort of anything that seemingly meets that, that criteria of connection and sometimes we forego our values? Um, it's possible. Yeah, you know, I'm just that, curious. That's certainly a reason. 
that that's absolutely you know it, it could just be that we're afraid to try something new mm-hmm. <laughs> you know because we could fail uh and you know if, if we're looking at life from pass and fail we're in that test mentality and it limits our ability to expand yeah yeah always been fascinating Always been fascinated. Always been fascinated with that. That's uh, that's an interesting, um, uh, could, um, I guess conundrum to think about because I think sometimes when people want to do something and they it seemingly is in front of them and you know they might just settle like you say and a lot of times when we settle we don't end up growing. So it's something they definitely need to be aware of and it comes down to the first thing you said we need to do, which is identify values and then empower them, not the opposite way. So um, yeah. Thanks, thanks for sharing that. What about um, in your life, in your personal life, when you came back and you decided that you were going to take on coaching and take on these things, how did how have you seen the chemistry factor play out in your in your personal life beyond business relationships? How has it helped your relationships grow? Well, it's interesting. Uh, there's a movie that I refer to called uh, What the Bleep Do We Know? Have you ever heard of it? Uh, no, no, I haven't. It's It's been around... 10, 15 years now. It's it, if you if you look it up, what the bleep do we know? Looking down the rabbit hole, it talks about quantum physics in the human endeavor, and the essence of it is who you're being in life is the energy you attract to yourself. Hmm. So if you're being confident, or if you're being, you know, loving, or that's the energy that's going to return. It's not tit for tat. Oh, if I do this, I'll get this. It's just that's the energy that shows up over time. And I believe in it. Uh, you know, so that's kind of like who you're being is what you attract to yourself. If you're being deadline and crazy and all of it, that's the energy that's going to come back to you. And if you're being field trip, wow, open eyes, <laughs> new discoveries, that's the energy that's going to come back to you as well. All right. All right. Someone's listening right now saying what they they want to hear your book. Where can um where can they find your book from and where can they find out how to work with you? Uh well they can go to Amazon.com and look up the chemistry factor. Create powerful business relationships for greater success by Barney Feinberg. And then they can go to Barney at thechemistryfactor.com. And I'd be happy to respond. Yeah, and I'm definitely going to put all this in the show notes. And thechemistryfactor.com is, is definitely on the website I'm looking at. And it's got a lot of different things here because you can see ways you can work with them, how they work, who they serve, and a lot of stories, which seems to be one of your favorite things, uh, telling stories. But um, the stories <laughs> the stories of success uh, manifest themselves in the form of testimonials. And it's about learning how to connect with your peers, learning how to get greater career growth and money, learn how to find the job that you want. Uh, essentially taking all these field trips that you can go in personally to be less stressed at work and build stronger relationships. So definitely check it out and make sure uh, that, that you always, always honor your values. Uh, I want to I thank you for coming on the show. Before we do that, before we end up going though, I want you to answer this question. This is the, the question I ask all my guests, uh, Barney, now. My mission statement is use your difference to make a difference. And every time at the end of an interview, I always reframe that that mission statement into the form of a question 
uh, so that my guests can answer. So Barney, how do you use your difference to make a difference? The better you know yourself, the easier it is to, to know what you want. And the better you know what you want, the easier it is to achieve. Okay. Self-awareness. Yeah. That's what emotional intelligence is all about. Managing emotions. Managing your emotions and knowing how to um, uh, identify them. And inspire others around you. Hmm. Hmm. And is it so? It's so ironic for me when you say these things because um, obviously this, these are things that I study. But it sounds to me like you're saying one of the best ways to get chemistry going is not you know not only to inspire you know identify emotions and manage them, but if you're able to help others do the same through the values that you both share, uh, then you have an undeniable chemistry, regardless of what's going on, because it feels like it's coming from them and it's something that's authentic to them. And you're able to spark that based on what you're doing. We should bring that to Congress. Oh, absolutely. <laughs> that, that's why I think what you're doing is, is super important now, because um, when I when I was playing devil's advocate early and I asked that question and I said, you know, there are many people that honestly feel like there's nothing that they can connect um, uh, connect on, regardless of, you know, them being simultaneously <laughs> simultaneous humans or any of that. Uh, when you listen to a lot of people, especially in politics, you hear there's no way, there's no common ground, and I only want what I want, and we're going to shut down the government because of that. So I was curious to hear you answer that. And you were saying that, you know, at our core, there are values that we all intrinsically share. So We all share. And yeah. if we're not sharing them, then we're disconnected and we're driven by fear, upset, anger all the things that take our values offline. Right. And it's about empowering the ones that we have in common with others that suddenly make possibility happen. There you go, there you go, make possibility happen. Well, I wanna thank you for coming on the show, Barney. It's been a real pleasure. My pleasure, Teo, I really, I, I, you know, you're in New York, we gotta get together. We do, we do, we do. It's not that far at all. My chest I know. Is, is, uh... well, I do come into the city a lot. So yeah, we'll, we'll find the time. Let's do it. Let's do it. Let's do All it. Right. Appreciate that. Uh, ladies and gentlemen, till next time, use difference to make a difference. You've just been listening to the As Told by Nomads podcast. For more ways to reach out to Tayo and to use your difference to make a difference, head over to www.tayoroxon.com. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50% to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns. Hey, folks, I'm Mark Marin from the WTF Podcast, and this episode is brought to you by Kleenex Ultra Soft Tissues 
your ally to help tackle your allergy symptoms this season. I love the change of seasons, but nobody loves pollen and all those other things floating in the air that make you sneeze during this nice weather. Kleenex Ultra Soft Tissues are hypoallergenic and allergist approved. So fight back against watery eyes and runny noses without worrying about irritating your skin. For this allergy season, grab Kleenex and face allergies head on. 